Hey folks, it's me, Steven. And yeah, I know I said I'd be back this week, but here's the thing. I ended up with two more fantastic guest hosted episodes and I just couldn't not share them with you. So I've extended my break just one more week and I'll be back behind the mic next week. But guess what? I haven't been entirely idle during my time off. See, I've already recorded next week's episode and it's all about the first trade collection from a book I fell in love with 15 years ago. And I've made the episode available for the fine folks over on my Patreon today, a full week in advance. And frankly, that's the goal going forward. All episodes of Just Another Fanboy will be released a week ahead of time over on the Patreon, which is going to last for as long as I can keep it up. And you can join the Patreon for just a dollar a month by going to patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr. All right, that's my pitch. So let's just get into today's guest hosted episode. Enjoy. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Sean Pryor, filling in for the incredible, kind, and wonderful Stephen Orr. Uh, Once again, my name is Sean Pryor. If you have not heard of me, uh, I am a part-time podcaster. You can hear my voice alongside Julian Lytle, Daryl Taylor, and Gil Cologne on the Culture Trapping Podcast, uh, located on the Taylor Network, and wherever podcasts are available to you. And I used to do a podcast called The Black Box. Uh, Those episodes are still a part of the HHWLOD podcasting network. And I think you can find those wherever podcasts are available to you as well. I am also an author. I write comics, graphic novels, children's books, um, prose, novellas, you name it. I've probably done it. (laughs) And uh, you can find a majority of my works at my website, seanpryor.com or on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Now, I'm here today to talk about something that is uh, very near and dear to me. Um, Let's talk about, you know, video games or rather game collecting. Now, I will say that I don't I can't really call myself a collector because like I really want to play the games that I buy. Um, But um, because of my busy life, I have a full time job on top of being a writer full time, being a creative full time, maintaining a relationship. Also, also two dogs who drive me up a wall, but I love dearly. It's difficult to make time to play video games. And um, but a lot of things changed in the game purchasing, game collecting world uh, when the pandemic first began. Let's rewind the clock back for a moment. So it's the you know it's early 2020, and 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 like you know the pandemic is you know starting to hit America, starting to look pretty bad, and so for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people were sent home to work from home, including yours truly. And so um, for my type of job, yes, I could do my job from home. Not really that big of an issue. Do a lot of tech support over the phone. I've done that in the past. Nah, not a big deal. I can do this. But at the same time, 
we were going to be home for a while, you know, at least a year before the university that I worked for wanted to put us back on campus. So I was like, hmm, maybe this is the time to finally get caught up with like all the games that like I've always wanted to play, but I never had time to play. And I have like a bunch of older systems. Yes, I do have like the Xbox, the current Xbox and whatnot. Um, I have a PS4, but like I had a bunch of older systems just sitting um, boxed up, you know, ready, you know, ready to be taken out, connected and, and whatnot. So I was like, well, I have an Xbox, an original Xbox. I have an Xbox 360 and a PS2. And um, and then finally, a, a fully, uh, fully backwards compatible PS3. And I was like, man. I really want to start getting the games that I've always wanted to play for years, but just never really had the time to play. Some of those things are available digitally, but some things I like to have the actual physical disc for because you just never know. So around this time, this is around March 2020, um, a lot of the gaming sites like GameStop and whatnot, this is around the time they started to blow out Xbox 360, PS3, Xbox, PS2 games. They were blowing them out like to the point was like, you know, buy two, get one, three, get one free or uh, buy three, get, you know, get X amount off of more purchases and whatnot. And I was like, oh, man, this is a fantastic time for me then. So I can pick up like Jet Li Rise to Honor or I can pick up a copy of, um, you know, some old sports games or I could pick up a copy of... Um, you know, the Burnout series, you know, whether it be Burnout, Burnout 2, Burnout 3, Burnout Dominator, all that stuff, right? And so I was able to get like a slew of games very inexpensively, okay? Because like I said, pandemic had just started. Now, fast forward two months, two months into the pandemic, like all the retro gaming prices, because technically those systems, you're... PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox, Xbox 360, like stuff like that um, were considered now retro. Two months into the, into the pandemic, prices started to go up. And not just like your old, old stuff like your Atari 2600 your, um, and things of that nature, NES and things like that. No, like all of it went up. Like it's because like all the stuff is classified under retro. So, so from like the Atari twenty six hundred all the way through the, to the PS three, that's all considered retro. And all those prices just started to go up across the board. And I considered myself lucky for some of the games that I got from like March to April. And then like I still had some games that like I didn't want. Um, so like I bundled them up and I sold them to a website East Arland because that's where I also get some games too. Um, I sold them to East Starland, got a bunch of credit, got a bunch of games I wanted, including bad games, because I do love a terrible video game every now and then. Uh, here's a perfect example. Have you ever played Bad Boys based off the movie franchise? It's available for uh, PS2 and I want to say possibly Xbox. It's horrible. It's really bad, but I love it. Um, we all have. Um, our, our favorite awful video games. And if you have one, um, you know, shoot, uh, shoot a tweet to, uh, to Steven and let him know what, what ter- type of terrible video games that you like to play all the time. Anyway, so um, as I was saying, like all this stuff got put under retro. And like um, I sold some more games to East Starland, got a bunch of credit, got a bunch of games that I wanted. 
And I was like, okay, cool. This is great. I can start setting my systems, da 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 da, you know. But, like, there were certain games that I really wanted. And I noticed that, like, the prices on them shut up exponentially. Here's a perfect example. And a lot of this is, like, uh, exer- uh, you know, was accelerated due to the GameStops of the world blowing out, you know, Nintendo Wii, Xbox 360, PS3, PS, like, just blowing that stuff out, Xbox stuff, just blowing it all out. So now the market is just like, hey, we can't find this stuff. So guess what? Whoever's got it, we're marking it up. I'm a big fan of the um, Def Jam Fight for New York game. Okay. Um, there's there's two Def Jam fighting games. There's Def Jam Fight for New York and there's Def Jam Fen- Vendetta. Okay. We do not count Def Jam Icon under the fighting series, although um, it has some really cool fighting techniques. It is not a good game. Um, it is uh, garbage, as the children might say. And uh, we do not count that game at all. It was not designed by the people who did the first two, which were really good and very entertaining. Um, but I was like, man, I really want to play Def Jam Fight for New York. I was like, let me start looking for it. So, like, I'm just going online, checking all the shops. And, like, I'm not checking e- the Ebays of the world. I'm not checking the Macaris of the world and things like that. I'm literally just going to, like, game shops online. The average price, pre-pandemic, the average, the average price for Def Jam Fight for New York was maybe $75. It was up to $150 by May of 2020. It was up to $150 bucks complete. That means the game, the manual, and a clean disc didn't matter if it was PS2 or Xbox. Minimum price on that joint was $150. Vendetta, Vendetta shot up from like $20. Bucks to about anywhere between 35 to 70, depending on where you tried to cop it. And I just really just wanted to play these games. And I know some people say, well, you know, you could probably, you know, find an ISO from somewhere and just download it into an emulator. That's cool. But sometimes I don't have the time to, I don't have the time to do all that. So sometimes I just want the physical disc so I can pop it in the system. And because I got like a nice pound cable, HD pound cable connected to my Xbox. So I get stuff in HD, whether it be in 480, 720 or 1080i, depending on the game. And it looks nice on an HD screen. Great. Um, so I was just like, well, maybe it is time for me to go look on eBay for a copy of uh, Def Jam Fight for New York. So what I had to do, because I wasn't sure, sure as hell paying $150 for a video game. Are you mad? I am. No, I don't have money to throw away. Now, granted, a lot of people had money to throw away during the pandemic. It sure as hell wasn't me. And I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't a lot of y'all either. But if you think I'm going to spend $150 on a game, let me tell you something. That shit ain't happening. Anyway, um, so I went to eBay and I, was, and I saw a copy of Def Jam Fight for New York. It was just the disc. The disc was clean. Person was selling it for like $45. I said, okay, all right, I'll buy the disc, 45 bucks, great. So I said, well, maybe somebody is selling, because on eBay, they sell everything under the sun. And I said, well, maybe somebody's got a copy of the case with the manual. And lo and behold, somebody did for $25. Clean. Okay. Buy it now. Bought it. So I got a copy of, a full copy, complete copy of Def Jam Fight for New York for 60 bucks. Oh, no, 70. Yeah, 70, but you have 45 plus 25, 70. Math, okay. So I got it for 70 bucks. That's reasonable. That's fine. 
I later found a copy of Def, Def Jam Vendetta at a local video game store reseller um, about three months later for 35 bucks clean. Great. Fantastic. Because I'm not trying to pay for I'm not trying to pay ridiculous ass prices for video games, bro. Plus, this is also media. And like, depending on how you take care of your media, a lot of your disc may not last longer than 20 something, 30 something years anyway. So. There was another game I won. I'm a big fan of like playing like, you know, the what, what used to be the NCAA um, sports series, whether it be basketball, baseball, or football. But I was a big fan of playing the NCAA football game, um, especially when you had modders come in with like um, data sets that you could drop into the game so you could have current rosters and stuff like that. It's really cool. Well, the last known NCAA football game before um, the NCAA shut it down was NCAA College Football 14. Okay, the last basketball one um, for EA was NCAA basketball 2010, and for 2K Sports, I want to say it was 2K uh, college college basketball 2K8. Okay, so I was like, I want a copy of NCAA, um, you know, NCAA football 14. Now, for years, even though that was like the final game, that game was super cheap because like sports games are just normally cheap. Okay. So for years, like say for instance, 2016, could have bought a copy for like 10 bucks. 2017, maybe 15. In 2018, I could have bought it for like, you know, around 15, 20 bucks. So you see what I'm saying? Now you get to like 2020, pandemic first starts. It's like, it's probably like around 50 bucks at the time. When, the, when we were immersed deeply into the pandemic, now granted we're still in the pandemic, but when we were immersed deeply into it in 2020, the average price for NCAA 14 for Xbox 360 was a hundred, also $150. Again, I'm not paying anywhere between $150 to $200 for a video game, fam. I'm not doing that. I'm not. And then you would start to see also games that literally had like a small print run or didn't sell well. A lot of those games got marked up too. And so it was really ridiculous. And it also, like I said, the pandemic has accelerated so many things and also showing you all the flaws of this country um, because of how the way everything was built and how everything is truly breaking down now right in front of us. But, um, you know, buying like buying video games is wild. And so like another perfect example is let's say you're a Super Nintendo fan. Let's let's say that you enjoy playing the good old SNES. I like the SNES. I don't think the sports games were great, but like their the shoot 'em ups were cool, the RPGs were cool. Um, you know, the platform games were cool. SNES is the Super Nintendo is a fantastic system. Like that and the Sega Genesis, like toe to toe, like the 16-bit era was a lot of fun between the Genesis, between the Super the Super Nintendo, between the TurboGrafx 16, aka PC Engine. Um, you know, like those systems were really, really cool. You know, I'll even throw Atari Jaguar in there because the Atari Jaguar was not a 64-bit system. The Atari Jaguar was a 16-bit system, possibly 32-bit system, with just like, um, <laughs> with like, um, quote-unquote, like high-end uh, graphics processors. So they just lied and said it was 64. Lies. Anywho, so let's say you want to go back and you want to, like, you know, you found a Super Nintendo, you found one for dirt cheap at like a yard sale, okay? And you're like, man, I'm going to go get me some games for this. Now, you know, sometimes some games, you know, because they were you know massively, um, massively printed, you'll be able to find very inexpensively. But let's say you're a fan of Final Fight. OK, 
And I'm just talking the cartridge. I'm not talking the cartridge, the box, and the um, and the instruction manual. I'm just talking about the cart. Let's say you like Final Fight. Let's say you wanted to play a copy of Final Fight 3. And you wanted that cartridge because you don't fool with emulation and you don't have time to build all that emulation stuff. And you're like, I don't want to fool with that. I just want to get this cartridge. The price of Final Fight 3 right now, y'all, is $300. Loose. Just the cartridge. Not talking. I am not talking, you know, bucks or instruction manual. Let's say you like Mega Man and you wanted a copy of Mega Man X2. I like Mega Man X2. Like, I've played a lot of Mega Man games in my life and I'm pretty bad at all of them, but Mega Man X2 I was pretty good at. You want a copy of Mega Man X2 right now? You're going to pay $220 for that. You want a copy of Mega Man X3? Loose. Once again, loose. No, no instruction manual, no box. Loose. 335.12. Okay? Let's say you want a game like uh, Metal Warriors. And uh, I remember playing this game ages ago. Loved it. You want to play Metal, War- Metal Warriors right now? Just the disc alone. Not sorry, not disc cartridge. Just the cartridge alone. $400. You want to play Wild Guns? Cartridge, just the cartridge. $500. You want to play Earthbound? One of the greatest RPGs in the history of Super Nintendo? Cartridge alone. $330. Um, <laughs> you want to play, like, say, for instance, um, Castlevania Dracula X? $330. Super Turrican 2? $330. Um, or let's say, for instance, you remember the, like, I'm not a fan of Ren Stippy. I always thought Ren Stippy was trash, but that's just me. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that like the games too. You want to play Ren and Stippy, uh, the Ren and Stippy show Buckaroos? You want to pay two twenty five? Um, my favorite cartoon of all time. And this is one cool thing about the Super Nintendo. Like they always had tons of games based off of licensed properties. And a lot of them were pretty good. You know, SWAT Cats. One of my favorite cartoons of all time. You want to play that for just a... You want that cartridge? Cough up $200. Artie Lightfoot. One of the wackiest game mascots of all time. $200. Um, You know, so... Like, the prices are ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Now, say, for instance... Like, you know, like, if you want to get games cheaply... You're looking at anywhere between, like, you know... Anywhere between, like, a couple of dollars to up to 30 bucks for, like, your average game. If you want to play Lion King and get jacked up on some of those levels, they're twelve dollars. Okay, now see that's fine. Bubsy, I remember Bubsy. Bubsy, twelve dollars. You know, um, Yoshi Safari, twelve dollars. See, like that sounds affordable. That sounds reasonable. You know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite baseball games, Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball, twelve dollars. Mortal Kombat. Now, granted, remember the SNES version does not have the blood on it. Does not have the blood code. Unlike the Genesis version, where it does have the blood code, uh, $12, you know? So, like, there are things that, like, are sensibly priced, but, like, a lot of the games that I love are so massively expensive. So, I under- but I understand why people go do a lot of emulation now, because this stuff is out of control, and not everything is available digitally for sale through these game stores, you know, whether you're, or whether you're on, like, Switch, the Switch game store, or the, you know, PlayStation game store, or... Um, Xbox game store, like a lot of those places have Game Pass, but those are current games, not old school games. Now, granted, I know PlayStation Plus just changed up their whole system, and uh, there are a few games, depending on what level you're paying for, that will allow you to play some PS3, some PS2, and some PS1 games. I don't know which ones yet, because I don't have that tier, and I'm kind of scared to give up that bread for that, and I get janky stuff. So, um, so yeah. 
But um, but yeah, like take a moment and like if you like, there's an like old school like because I guess you can consider this stuff old school now. But if there's a retro system that you really like, go look up prices for some of the games because it is absolutely wild right now. And it like I'm trying to make sense of it, but it just doesn't make sense. And a lot of it is due to the fact that like a lot of us were stuck at home, but there were a lot of people though that started spending money on things that they wanted. Combined with the fact that like a lot of these game stores started to blow out stuff that they felt was, you know, previous generation. And you put those two things together because then like now people can't find stuff as easy and make stuff harder to find. And lo and behold, poof, everything goes up in price. And like I said, like I've had to find many different ways to find to find games, whether I'm going to a flea market, a yard sale. Um, you know, sometimes like hopping on a Goodwill website, like all different types of ways to find games inexpensively that I want to play, you know, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about how, uh, retro, uh, game, co- game collecting or game purchasing. Cause like I said, I'm not a collector. I like to play into games. I just don't like them sitting on shelves collecting dust. I just don't get the time I, I would like to play. But I wonder if any of y'all, you know, are into gaming and like are trying to get like, um, you know, these types of games and stuff like that. What's your journey look like, you know, since the pandemic started? You know, has it been difficult for you to find the games that you wanted? Um, have you had to pay absurd prices for the games that you want? Or did you just go the emulation route and call it a day? But um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble. Uh, once again, I want to thank Stephen Orr for allowing me to uh, be a guest host for his show. Um, please take good care of yourselves. Um, you know, give yourself the space and grace that you deserve. Love yourself and, um, and you know, stay close to your loved ones and take good care of them, too. All right. now, Peace. Bye bye, daddy. Bye bye, daddy. Good job. Yeah.